Welcome everyone. We are holding, we are holding where? We are holding on Chavdalet. We had an issue yesterday. We were trying to figure out exactly why in the world do we need to do this uh, meditation, this thought process. If we know that the Nefesh Elokis is already, you know, holding in a place that it wants Hashem. Right? That's what it wants. So, like, what, what, what's going on? Why do I need, why do I need this? Bechla. So, and that's who we're holding. So, he says like this, that the truth is that the Nefesh Elokis is different when it's down here than the way it was when it was upstairs. When it was upstairs, the Nefesh Elokis was sitting in a, or actually standing in a state of complete bittel. And in standing in that state of complete bittel, <coughs> all it's thinking about is Hashem. That's his whole Matthias, right? So therefore, there's nothing else to it. However, once it's down here, it's mislabish, the key word there being mislabish, right? Into a nefesh of Bahamias, into a goof. And all of a sudden, it's now uh, looking at the world from a little bit of a different point of view. Okay? So we are holding... Fourth line in the middle. With Kmo. Yeah. So it says like this. All right, let's start with the beginning of the paragraph. Again, the Hagam, and even though the Mashikasu Bacharta Bechayim, right? Because that's the meditation that we're talking about. Right? I placed in front of you uh, good and 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 life, life and good, right? Death and evil. In in Acha Shalti and Eter, it actually describes the difference. What's the difference between Chaim and Tov? And Mavis and Ra. But I'll let you guys do a little research. I don't want to tell you everything. Right? But anyway, when. It, it, what? Where? In Shalti, the third Mimer in Eter, which is. Um, we, we were learning it the other day. What? I started that one? Yeah, yeah. That's a very good one to also to memorize for a meditation before davening. Very, very, very. One of the greatest hits. Maybe top 10. Maybe top 5. You know? Definitely platinum, platinum album. Kai al anishama kamoshi yarda the matzah. What? I don't know what that is, Rabbi. So the way it works is that Kai al anishama kamoshi yarda the matzah v'nislav shabaguf v'nefesh bahamias. So it's referring to what? It's referring to the way the nishama came down here below, and it was mislabish into the goof and into the nefesh bahamias. The nishama kamoshi he lemaila because the nishama the way it is above. That it's saying that he's standing, so to speak, in front of Hashem, right, in a state of complete bittel. There's no question. That's all he's thinking about is the Eibishter. It's constantly standing in a state of Ava and Yira. You don't have to tell the Neshama upstairs, by the way, you should do godly things. You should choose Hashem. It's a given, you know what I mean? It's like it's a it's a no brainer, right? It's uh, I mean it, it's just so clear that that's what it is. So what are we talking about? So what we're talking about is the way the neshama is mislabish into the body and into the nefesh bahamis. Who had the tibchor b'chayim v'tayv? That is that it's choosing that which is life and that which is good okay so when a person looks at the world and he has to decide what am i going after 
What am I doing with my life? What's the point of it? Where, where, where are we going? Are we just going after Lamborghinis and, and mansions on the beach? So the answer is, not bad. I can't. It's a good choice. <laughs> but, but maybe we should be doing something else. Maybe we could be realizing that there's more to life than a Lamborghini and a mansion on the beach. Right? So that is the meditation that he's doing. And he starts to realize that really his whole chayis is coming from the Eibishter. His whole life is coming from Hashem. Every single second, Hashem is recreating him again and again and again and again and again and again. And then he starts to realize it's not just, right, it's every single aspect of the world, right? Every single aspect of the world. The, the meditation that he brings in Renat that you guys are learning now, Shuvi Yisrael, is the meditation of how you can look at even uh, the example, I remember, I think I gave it when I taught it this time, but the example that I was giving was if you look at a deer that is prancing around, right, on the street, and all of a sudden it gets hit by a car. So what happened there? Now it becomes a rock. Right? Anyone that's seen a deer on the side of the roads, as we see, unfortunately, all the time, right, is that it all of a sudden becomes rock solid. But I thought this was a living thing. But if you look at the animal itself, it looks like totally fine. Nothing's happened to it. It looks like, you know, it just happens to be a rock now lying upside down on the, on, you know, on the floor. Before it was jumping around all over the place. So something left it. What left it was the, 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 right, the, the soul of the animal wound up leaving the animal. Once the soul of the animal leaves the animal, the animal is, is, is nothing. It becomes an inanimate object. And in fact, we know that, the, that the, over the course of time, that animal will decompose into the soil and it will become part of the inanimate objects of the world. So you could, if you remember in the parentheses over there in, in Shuvah Yisrael, he asks a very interesting question. That if the chayis is really coming from the soul, so then why doesn't the body also disappear right away? Why does it take so long for it to decompose? And what do we answer? We answered that, in fact, the body itself has its own spiritual pipeline, which is giving it a chayis, which is making it be, right? And once the soul leaves, the soul is acting as the, so to speak, as the pipeline to cause the body to have its source as well. I don't know if I use the example, but the example you could use for it is like a telephone, right? Like our telephones that you plug into the wall and after, the, after a while, right, it's getting its energy, it's going all good and everything like that, then you unplug it. Over the course of time, it's not going to, you know, well, some of our phones, it like stops right away also, but, but hopefully, right, it'll last, you know, at least a few hours, right? And, and that's, that's what's happening. So the same thing here, that even though it's not, the soul is not acting as the pipeline anymore because the soul is no longer there, nevertheless, there is still a remnant in it. And then it talks about the remnant that remains for three days, seven days, 30 days, and that corresponds to, obviously, uh, and we shouldn't know from such things, but when the soul passes away from, the, from a body, right, we have the union of Shiva, and we have the Shloshim, and then we have the year of the, of the site and stuff like that, right? That's what it corresponds to, and it deals with different ways that the, that the soul is leaving, leaving the world, right? That's all referred to over there. But Payal Mamish, though, a person realizes that <coughs> if he's only going after the Gashmias, right, he's missing the point completely. And he begins to realize that really what he needs to be going for is the is really the ruchnius. And not just the ruchnius, but the godliness. That's really where it's at. So that's Bakhart Bakhaim. So who needs that? The Nishama needs it while it's down here in this world. Why? Because it's mislabish in the body. It's mislabish in the Nefesh Bahamias. 
right? That we see in ourselves in actuality that a person does not have the Ava in Yeratamid. Only for, here he says, Kiim Laesim. Laesim means literally times. What he's referring to here is that it happens from time to time. For example, at the time of davening. Right? Time of davening is not supposed to be the freeway. Gavriel, you know what the freeway is, right? Well, actually, in LA, maybe the freeway it stands still also. But, but you know, if you can imagine the freeway, my my son just went to Hanukkah uh, um, in in Wyoming. So the so it's like I think it's like eighty mile an hour speed limit or seventy five mile an hour speed limit on the roads, and there's no one on the roads. I mean, there's just no one there. It's like a highway, and you like to see a car, you know. Oh, there's oh oh yeah, there's a car, you know. <laughs> like you know, you do have to drive from Jackson to Jackson Hole to Cheyenne to the capital. It's, you know, it's like, you know, they're, they're trucking, you know, they're going 80 miles an hour, whatever it is, you know, they're just going and going and going and going, going, oh, where are the people, you know, that's what it means, the freeway. So, it's supposed to be, the Asa Tvila is a time when you stop, when you slow down, when you, when you're in the freeway in LA, not in the freeway in Cheyenne, uh, you know, Wyoming, right, that all of a sudden slows down a little bit, right, that's the time to think about this whole project. Right, because as it says in in Tanya, it talks about this that there are times that is called Meichin de Gadlus that are it's in Lamaila in the spiritual worlds, right? And that impacts the Meichin de Gadlus down here in this world. And one of those particular times is Dafka during Shacharis. And during Shacharis is your time; it's your opportunity to plug into. You know, we're not like New Age people, but you plug into the uh, plug into the thingamajiggy. You know, plug into the to the to the radio waves or whatever it is that this is the time to like all of a sudden open up. That's when you're supposed to do it. And the truth is, even at that time, now probably none of you guys are experiencing this because it's so smooth for you. But for the rest of us guys, right, it takes you giyaraba. Now, even in this time, when it's an auspicious time to be doing this, to be, you know, thinking about Hashem during davening and Bacharta Bachayim during davening, right? Even then, it takes a tremendous effort. It's like a battle. It's a battle. You said this is one of those times, what are the other times? Mainly, this is the time. The time. Also, Kriyashma Shalomita is another time like that. Really, the truth is, every time you daven, you're supposed to do it, but there are certain times that it's more than others. Shacharis is specifically the time. So he says like this, Now what is this? What is that about? What's Which chapter of Tanya talks about Yigiyas Basar Yigiyas Nefesh? Chapter Membase. Chapter Membase talks about Yigiyas Basar Yigiyas Nefesh. What is it referring to? Anyone ever come across this term before? Hmm? No, 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 no. That a person could think that all he has to do, I mean, obviously none of us would think this because we are spending all so much time learning countries of Oida, right? But you might think that what you need to do is just, uh, is just uh, like learn more, a little Hasidis, more Hasidis, and do more meditation, and everything's going to be fine. So he says, no, no, that's not how it works. Yigiyas Basar, you have to work on Yigiyas Basar. Now, Yigiyas Basar sounds like working on your body. Right, but in actuality, Yigiyas Basar means to reflect upon oneself, like he talks about in Gerasa Tshuva, right? Reflect upon oneself and and to and to think about uh, doing Tshuva, 
Right? Think about the different things that a person has done in his life. This is specifically during Krishna Shalomita. How to make my life better. How, what I've done in the past. What, what could we, we could be doing. It's so much better with the table. So, Alex, this was a great idea. Right? What, what does that literally mean? Yegiya means an effort, like trying to work hard. Basar means the flesh. So in, in the olden days, this is, this is one of, the, this is one of the, the main things that the Alter Rebbe was bringing out in Tanya. Yigiyah's basar meant uh, doing different types of sigufim, fast sigufim. You know, that, was, that was really it. Uh, you know what everyone knows what sigufim are? No. Sigufim are like um, sitting on an ant hole naked. Things that will, will hurt the body. Uh, you, know, you know, rolling around in the snow naked or something like that. Cold Things that are... Cold showers are not Yigiyah's basar. Cold showers are gone Eden. I really don't think so. No. <laughs> you haven't done it long enough then. Anyway, so different things that will actually hurt the body. The objective in, in the olden days that they would, were thinking was that if they would hurt the body more and make the body less well, right, so then they'll become more spiritual beings. That was sort of the concept. And you see that throughout, you see that throughout Jewish history. Uh, there is such a concept of that, of, of trying to, like, you know, to, you know, really, want, you know, eat very, very little and fasting, you know, for days and days on end. Nowadays, we actually see that there's a movement that says that fasting is actually good for you. Um, that's, that's what it seems like. But apparently, I mean, if you fast too much, obviously, then, then it, obviously it's not going to be good for you. But doing different types of things that will hurt your physical body. The Rebbe came along in Tanya to explain to us that really, in essence, uh, that's not what it's referring to. What it's referring to is really uh, crushing the nefesh of Bahamias, not, not the body. The body is, is good. The body is okay, right? The body you have to take care of. Like the Magid says, that if you make a little hole in the body, you're going to make a big hole in the soul, right? So if you cause problems to your body, then it's, it's a bigger problem, right? The Rebbe came along and said, no, the objective here is to break your nefesh of Bahamias. That's what it means. Yigiyah's basar means breaking your nefesh of Bahamias. It means really um, thinking about where you're holding, reflecting on yourself, uh, trying, to, trying to make amends of things from things that a person may have done in the past and how he can change that for the future. Different. That's what Yigiyah's basar is. What's Yigiyah's nefesh? Yigiyah's nefesh is, in fact, learning more learning more uh, Hasidis, meditating on the Hasidis. So it sort of goes together. Right, you have to make a clea for it, right? Because if you're just going to keep on, you know, learning and studying and meditating on the Hasidis, but you haven't made a clea, you haven't made your body into a clea for that, so then it, you're going to uh, have a difficult time of it. So that's what that's referring to. So he says here, um, that even this, to get to that point, it t- takes a tremendous amount of effort. Right, like from the etzim, like from yourself. Bigias basar, bigias nefesh. With bigias basar and bigias nefesh, biribu his bonus with a tremendous amount of meditation, right? It's very hard to meditate also. Bigias nefesh is the idea of learning Hasidus and meditating on the Hasidus, right? So then, the, the, you could sort of say it's like Surme Rabbi Tov in a certain way. That's sort of what it is, um, you know, because bigias basar again is is like again thinking about. During Kriyas Mashalamita, how a person is going to 
how a person's going to, you know, what they've done in the past and how they feel bad about it and like how could they have done this to themselves and how could they have done this to Hashem and, you know, like that whole energy. Um, and then you guess Nefesh is more like thinking in the morning about, you know, learning a mimer and thinking about Hashem and like, you know, that's, it's more of a uh, positive, maybe you could say positive as opposed to negative. <coughs> but it goes together, obviously. Right? And then it says, Ad Ava, until finally you could come to a point of Ava. So it does take a tremendous amount of effort to get there. That's a very important point. That's the nature of the human being. The nature of the human being is that after the davening, all of a sudden it's choylef. It goes away. Right? Right? All of a sudden now it's it, it just disappears. Right? The objective is to, to only to have at least a Rishima that's left over. Chaylef means... Uh... Chaylef means to jump away, to disappear, to go away. We, we had it the other day in, um, in Girsa. Chalafta, Pascha, the Beisa, the whatever, right? He, he passed in front of the house or the, the doorway of... Uh, remember when we were talking about the menorah? No, 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 no. Oh, Andaf, Chaf, Dalet, or something like that, Chaf Gimel. Right? Here you go, a little cyclical Chazar. Right? Remember what cyclical Chazar is, Gabriel? Of course. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say no to that also. Okay. So he says like this, uh, Rabbi Paltiel gives a great analogy of this. Um, he says that uh, the Bainani, or the wannabe Bainani, right, is someone who is like, and I always think about, we used to go up to Vermont when uh, when I was younger, and we used to stay by my, my cousin at a house up there, and it was it's it's like beautiful. It's in it's in the forest, you know. You have the pine forests all around you, the evergreen forests, and you know you're right by you're in the mountains and everything like that. And you have like this wooden house, and it's but it's it's mommish, freezing cold. I mean, it's like really cold. And and I always think about it like what he said is that okay now, you want to warm up the house, but you only have a limited supply of things to warm up the house. So you take anything you can. Right, and you just put it in the fireplace to warm up the house. I mean, you put it in, you know, everything, whatever you can, just put it in there, warm up the house, whatever you can do with it. And what happens? Right, the house after a while, the, the fire will be, you know, burning very strong. It'll be very hot. <clears throat> but after a little while, then the fire goes out. Right, but you're hoping that a remnant of the fire will last throughout throughout the day to keep you warm. Right, this is like two different possibilities. One possibility is that you put one twig in every, you know, every fifth, you know, half hour or something like that, or you try to put everything in in the beginning and warm up as much as you can, and then they'll just, you know, the remnant of it. So uh, this is sort of like the idea here. We're trying our best in the morning to do as much as we can, to meditate as much as we can, to think about Hashem as much as we can. So we should burn, up, build up this ava inside of ourselves, and we know that as soon as davening is over, what's going to happen? All of a sudden, you know, it's going to be like out the window. You know, we're worried about the pancakes or the French toast or whatever, whatever breakfast is, has to offer, right? Or maybe just the oily, you know, tomatoes and cucumbers, depending on how you look at it. Anyway, so, um, so what was I saying? Oh, so the objective, however, is that there should be a Rishima. Now, in the olden days, they would use this Rishima, especially, you know, it talks about it, the Mashpim would discuss this idea of being able to go back to the meditation that you had in the morning. So, for example, let's say that you're starting to feel like a little bit whatever at 12 o'clock. 
So you should be able to then reference back in your mind to the meditation that you had in the morning. And it should should kick in a little bit. Obviously, it's not going to kick in the way it does with uh, you know when you were davening shacharis, but it should kick in to a, to a certain extent, right? But this rishima is all you basically have left. I mean, you tried so hard, you worked so hard at you know you know you're bechar to bechayim. You're ready. You're, you're you know you're ready to like learn through shas. You know you're you're you're, you're, you're that's where you're holding in, in davening, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, it just like starts to dissipate, and all of a sudden, all the all the different difficulties of the world start to get into your head. You start thinking about this, and you start thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what happens. That's what he says. Only a drop of it, only a drop of it winds up remaining. But you can't call that Rishima a love. Though. You can't really have it an emotion. It's like a thought in your mind. And then he goes even a step further. Whenever you have a gam, Right, that's another point that he's bringing. Right, he's trying to bring out the points of how hard it is. Oh, good catch. Right, how hard it is to 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 get that that b'chayim really going in a person. And he's saying, first of all, even if you accomplished during davening shacharis, right, all of a sudden now only a drop is going to remain for the rest of the day. That you sort of have to live on. And then he takes it a step further, and he says, and and by the way. Even in davening, lav davka, are you going to really even pull it off, right? Don't those drops accumulate? What? Don't those drops accumulate? I wish. <laughs> no, but can't you say that the more you do it, like the, the easier it is? Oh, okay. So that's true. That's a good point. The more you do it, I mean, if you do it day in, day in, day in, day out, day in, day out, then obviously it's going to have an impact on you for sure. For sure, that's going to be. But the bottom line is, is that it, it it's not all of a sudden that like now you're feeling the ava like you felt during the davening, you know, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. A tzaddik, parenthetically, does feel that. That's what a tzaddik feels. A tzaddik is, is holding there. A tzaddik is constantly in a state of ava, right? A regular person is not there. He's, he's not in touch. That's just the way it is. And even, and even in davening, are you going to have an incredible davening? Even if you try hard, right? In other words, let's say that you, mamish set out the time you, you know you're, you're, you're like i'm not going anywhere today i'm i'm like i'm ready to you know i'm ready to meditate i'm ready to really focus on like every word and everything like that sometimes it goes sometimes it doesn't go it's just the way it goes you know that's the way it is you know it happens that way the gam another point here what does that mean she yumshach acharei hevle ha'olam v'taivas v'tanugim gashim shemitzali nefesh bahamis what does that mean yeah, that's right. Okay, the hot air, that's an interesting word I'm saying. Right? Hevle means like the vanity. The vanity of the world, right? The taivas, all your taivas, the tanugim, pleasures, the physical pleasures from Mitzad and Bahamias. Right? Right after Davani. All you think about is, you know, gotta eat that French toast. Gotta eat that French toast. You know, that's it like, I don't know if you could say that that's a tainug or taiva, the French toast, but whatever. Is this thing after davening or during? Even during davening. Yeah. Even during davening, right? Even during davening, a person is thinking the whole time, what's for breakfast? What's for breakfast? What's for breakfast? Or I gotta go, you know, you know, sometimes 
we're on, uh, we're doing something, and oh, I have to take care of this. I have to take care of this. I have to take care of this. You know, this whole davening is he's, he's making a schedule for the day. Okay, then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. Right. I don't know if anyone ever had that feeling before, but it's possible that you did. Now, now I have a whole schedule. Whew. Okay. Oh, I'm already past Shimon Esra. I didn't even realize <laughs> where to go. <laughs> you know, I have like a whole schedule for my day all planned out. You know, I have everything worked out now. Okay. I'm sure none of you could relate to that, but uh, <laughs> so he says like this. And that's why we have to say this whole thing was a build-up. We asked the question. We said, "How is it shayich that the neshama, which is a chelik elokamim al mamish, should have to have this meditation of b'charta b'chayim? It's a pasha thing, right? It's obvious that that's what it is." You know, okay, you want to tell me that... Uh, no, it's not so Pashat. This is, this is his life. He has to use his brain to this. Now, why does he have to use his brain for this, Isaac? Not just in Africa, why the brain? Why is he saying the brain? We've been discussing it for three days, yes? Because your brain influences the midas. Good, good, excellent, right, right, right. Because the brain is going to influence the emotions. That's the Adam. The Adam are the emotions. The Adam is the, is, is the emotions of the person. And the brain has to influence it. So it has to be The person needs to think about it. The person needs to choose in his brain that this is what makes sense. He has to think about how the greatness of Hashem and how Elokus is the absolute goodness of the world. That's what he has to think about. Until the point that he loves Hashem so much. His whole desire. Now, interesting that he chooses here as opposed to The reason why maybe we could suggest is that Yichpot means that there's a Tainug involved as well. Yitzah means that I'm choosing this. Yichpot means that I'm choosing it and be, and there's a, there's a pleasure involved in the whole thing. So it's a very interesting thing. It's like you transformed your midos to desire that as well, whereas Yitzah could just be a... Could be. That could be. That could be. I don't like... I, the, the word of transform is a little bit of an extreme word here because we definitely didn't transform our meters, but a person could feel a pleasure in it. That's the point. That the person is now feeling a pleasure in it. Of course, we're going to see it. It's going to disappear right after davening. Right? But at least for that period of time, he has a pleasure in it. Right? That's the idea. But being close to Hashem. Right? That's why the reason for this is because of the concealment, the hiding of the Nefesh of Bahamis on the Nefesh of Lukis. Now, what is he adding with this line? until I think he's adding a very, very important point here. This seems to be going maybe more in the Nefesh of Bahamas. Good. I, I'm also in that category. Because he's saying you have to convince yourself that this is actually better than everything else in the world. Excellent. That's exactly the way I read it. Exactly. I think that uh, that way as well. In other words, what he's saying here is what? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's saying here, the reason why we're choosing this meditation is that this is a meditation that my Nefesh Bahamis can relate to. In other words, we're not talking about what's happening in north of Ak. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about here that what's in my best interest. That's what we're talking about here. The Nefesh Bahamis can relate to that. The Nefesh Bahamis wants what's in my best interest. It thinks that pizza and basketball is in my best interest, so that's what it's going to go after. But if you can convince the Nefesh Bahamis that pizza and basketball is not where it's at, sitting down with a beer and watching Monday Night Football is not what the purpose of life is. Never. And I have to, it's on tape, you know, you have to... Right. More that the purpose. The point that, is the point is that that you start to realize that this is not what I really want, and then a person could actually make a decision that instead of going for winter break to Cancun, he'll come to Yeshiva vacation in Morristown, New Jersey. That makes no sense according to the Nefesh Bahamis. Why wouldn't I go to Cancun? Right, unless you can, unless you can convince the Nefesh Bahamis it's in his best interest, his life will be better. If he goes to Maristown, New Jersey to go to Yeshiva. That's the difference between the two. That's really where it's at. So it's like the beginning of most Balchiva's journeys. That's yeah. best for me. That's right. A hundred percent. The beginning of a Balchiva's journey is he starts to, you know, he goes to the Chabad house and he starts to say, This is pretty nice. Maybe this is even more fun than going out Friday night to all the bars and just getting drunk. That I can get drunk here. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That that there's you know there's some there, there's some warmth here there's there are people you know it's it's nice to be here I, it feels good it feels good I like this I want to go again next week what and all that? of a sudden and all of a sudden the person starts to realize it's his nefesh of Bahamias that is all of a sudden kicking in also and saying yeah this is actually this is actually more fun I'm actually having a better time no you can't have a better time with a bunch of rabbis you know as opposed to going out to a bar you know like what are you talking about come on you, what are you a nerd or something come on you know? and all of a sudden and all of a sudden all of a sudden the guy starts saying you know okay you know it doesn't make sense to me logically you know everything that I grew up with is saying that this should not be fun and this should not be interesting and this is not what I should be spending my time doing but it's actually it's actually pretty good Right? It's like there, there is that little switch that somehow goes off in, in the brain of, uh, of the college student who's going to the Chabad house that somehow he turns that switch on and all of a sudden he starts to realize that, you know, after, you know, whatever it is, 18, 19 years of bombardment of total brainwashing of the secular world, that, you know, maybe it's not all what it's cut out to be. That's the Nefesh Bahamias that's recognizing that. Obviously, the Nefesh Bahamias is influencing, but it has to be that the Nefesh Bahamias is going to have to come along for the ride. Otherwise, the Nefesh Bahamias is, you know, it's going to say, well, this is ridiculous. This is not fun. This is not enjoyable. I don't like this. Did you try that chicken soup? No. Okay, you know, it, it, it's, no, it's, it's like, yeah, this is pretty good. And like, look, I'm making some good friends here. And the rabbi is a pretty nice guy. And, you know, he's pretty cool. And, and you know, maybe I'd like to come back next week. Yeah. So you must enjoy actually In a certain way, for Balchuva, for sure. For Balchuva, for sure. Uh, I don't know any Balchuva that came to Yiddishkeit because he, it was terrible for him, because he didn't like it. I just, I, I've never seen it before. You know, and after a while, you realize that this is actually more fun than just going out to a bar and getting drunk and like you know being sick and whatever and waking up the next morning with a terrible headache and et cetera, et cetera.
Yeah. So that's what I think that that's what he's trying to say here. That he's saying his bonus, his bonus excuse me, who He's the ultimate good. and that's really what I want. and I don't really want the gashmiistic of things. Right? It's not really that as exciting. Even though everything that I've seen my whole life, every commercial, every advertisement, everything that people are saying is telling me that if I really want to be happy, I have to be driving a Ferrari. And unless I drive a Ferrari, I will never be happy. All of a sudden, he starts to realize that maybe that's not so true. You know, everything, you know, going to college, I mean, we all, when we were going to college, you know, we were younger... Right? Everyone told us, oh, it's going to be so fun, it's amazing, you know, you're going to go out, you're going to do, you know, you know, all the hype. Actually, I was talking to someone last night about Hamilton High School. He was telling me that uh, back in the day that they were very good at running. And anyway, the running team, they won this, you know, anyway. I said, Hamilton High School? I know Hamilton High School. <laughs> I've been hearing about Hamilton High School over and over again for months now. <laughs> A guy from California. But there's also an Alexander Hamilton High School in Morristown. No, no, no. A guy from Cal- from California, L.A., L.A. Anyway, so <clears throat> so all of a sudden, you know, that's what you've been. That's basically the food that we've been fed for all these years, and 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 you really have to and you really have to go against the trend. You have to really go against the trend, which is not easy, because your brain has been taught certain thing, and this is really the opposite of what your brain has gotten used to and has been taught for all these years. And especially, you know, most people um, growing up from a secular point of view, uh, going to shul or going to the the Reformed Temple or whatever they went to was not necessarily a fun experience. It was boring. It wasn't interesting. And the rabbi would speak forever. And like you're like rolling your eyes, you know, you just want to get out. You know, (laughs) she thought, (laughs) even though she has a great voice, you know, (laughs) you know, and 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 it's just it's just terrible, like right. And then like all of a sudden they're saying, oh, why don't you come for Friday night? Yeah, that's going to be like the last thing I'm ever going to do. What are you talking about? You know, that is ridiculous. This is exactly what I'm going to college for to get away from that stuff. You know, what are you talking about? So, so it is really a, a, his bindness, and that's just one aspect of it. Really, it applies to so many different areas uh, of the physical world in our lives and how we uh, interface with it. <clears throat> but a person has to spend the time thinking through it. And without spending the time thinking through it, uh, he won't really develop those emotions, which will not be able to carry him then. And that's the way it goes. All right. Mitzvah to be continued. Machar. Mañana.